0: Welcome Welcome. to the lighthearted podcast adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors Pastors Live, Live. a Rev. FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody,
1: it's Pastors Live. It's a fantastic free-for-all Friday, and it's also... National Secondhand Wardrobe Day uh, and uh, who by the way uh, who had hand-me-downs oh. when we were kids all right. a four. Yeah. oh, absolutely yep so uh, we'll talk about that in a minute hey I'm Ty we've got Shane here hello. today got Dave's here God bless you guys we got the other guy he's, hey he's trying to get them all today yep. uh, and we got James here today we also have Gary Hostin the voice of the valley hello, he's pastors. here today hello hey Gary how you doing guys? buddy doing good hey, how are you guys uh, we, we appreciate you and everything you do oh, I appreciate here, you guys you know? and, and we also have the uh, uh, we also have the Potato Heads are here today. We're our guard potatoes watching out for the shop. And uh, and then, of course, that also helps having a lock on the door that actually none of us can open.
2: That's true. <laughs> that's That's, that's
1: actually true. really, really true. I like, the, the
3: combo changes every day. I remember you. Uh,
2: oh, we had and Bob's big boy's here, too. If so, <laughs> only we sorry. had a cat burglar on staff that could oh. help us. If, if you're a cat burglar, pastor's live at the rev.fm. That's right. Meow. Cat burglar, pastor's live at the rev.fm. And you hey, are... Who would, Oh, I'm Ty. Oh, I you are I started, Ty.
1: I started myself first this last time, so oh. I wanted to make sure I, I got that in there. So twice, I made up for the last <laughs> there you week. Go. Wait, who would uh, steal so, cats? That's ridiculous. I, well, uh, I agree. I don't know. By the way, anybody, anybody here try, anybody try and baptize a cat? <laughs> okay, so... So I have I have a cat story
4: I, for another time. Well,
1: so I had somebody come to me, and you know, this the guys, pastors, we get this argument all the time. People, oh, my animals will be in heaven and all this stuff, right? We we go through these conversations all the time. And this one lady, she goes, I know my cats are gonna be in heaven. And and I'm like, how do you know they're gonna be in heaven? Because I've baptized all my cats. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm sorry.
2: There's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Have you ever
1: tried to I'm like trying, I'm thinking like baptizing a cat. That'd be like trying to baptize a you know weed eater from the working end <laughs> i don't know that'd be a great idea but uh so i'm like good for her i i wow. I, I guess your cats are sanctified i i don't, I don't <laughs> understand i don't understand how good. and no i'm not saying baptism is necessary for salvation i'm not su- in suggesting you go baptize it's your just cat. a story it's just a story <laughs> uh but today is national secondhand wardrobe day um and so who had hand-me-downs i was a first I child had, so i didn't i had a lot i was the first child I yeah, did not. so you youngest had...
2: of four I had hand me down shoes, hand me down jeans, hand me down bicycles, hand me down watches and hand me down baseball gloves.
1: Oh, well yeah, that means they're worked in.
2: That's it. A... But I never had hand me down underwear because my mom was a big JCPenney fan. So, hey, thank
1: you, mom. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, no, I've never yeah, never had that. Absolutely. So, James, what about you? Do you get did you have hand me downs?
3: That's a very painful story, but yes. Yeah. We we yeah. were very poor. I was only an only child and we would get a big bag or box That was delivered to us each year at the end of summer. And it always came from Aunt Layla. And uh, she had three kids. Two of them were boys. One of them was a girl. And this is, uh, we're talking early 80s. Um, I got a new black pair of jeans, which I spent probably an hour and a half trying to get the embroidered rose off the back uh, pocket
2: so yeah, I've got some yeah some yeah, stories, some stories. Yeah. so did I did you have a pink Easter bunny pajama thing going on I too? did not ever that's get good. one of those that's good yeah so,
1: so that's that's good no therapy needed there yeah Gary what about you <laughs> oh absolutely so yeah. and and I and I I had thrifted clothes though I mean my mom would thrift clothes and so mm. I would get things like that every once in a while and even as an adult I would thrift clothes especially when we were young in ministry and had small kids but we had a family that um and it was the the carbo family we we love them to pieces they had four boys all older than ours and uh so we would get a call from mama and she'd say hey we got boxes of clothes we're going through the boys rooms you want to come get them and this family set us up for clothes in fact i think i think caleb still has some clothes like american <laughs> eagle and some stuff from that family uh so But they, yeah, they set us up. They were such a blessing to us to have those. Those we were actually all of our boys, even our oldest, got hand-me-downs from another family, and we would go through. We actually built storage in our garage for clothes they were growing into. So we would actually go shopping in the garage for a long time, and we were so blessed. And then we gave that away. We did a lot of things for. We did a lot of garage sale and stuff, you know, stuff like that Mm -hmm. because you know we didn't have a lot of money, so we were trying to help out our boys the best we can. But yeah. I, I don't know man every once in a while I'm in a thrift store and I'm like, "That's a nice shirt." that mm-hmm. it's got a tag on it. Mm, I'm, you know, or or it's just a nice shirt and it's been washed. So I'm like, "You know, so I think like, yeah, so I don't I don't have problems with secondhand clothes. So hey, if you've ever had secondhand clothes, tell us your secondhand clothes story. James has got the whole rose being on the back of the jeans thing. But Pastor's live at the reverendfm we'd love to hear from you. Uh but we do have a question today. It's a little more on the serious side. Um and this does and there's there, this is a difficult one and it does need to be addressed, and, and and first of all, this is this is from Julianne here in Idaho, and she she lives south of us here, and and um, she says she says I have been hurt for over a year. I tried to make an abusive marriage work. Went to counseling. Visited with my local pastor. Had individual therapy. Nothing changed. I felt as though I was offending God by finalizing my divorce. Mm. And I, I think there's some things there that we need to discuss for sure. And 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 just first of all, we want to let you know that God loves you, God cares about you, and the grace of God is there for you. So you, you just need to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys, I mean, we, we we have those counseling appointments, and um, I, I think we have to understand that there's abu- there's nowhere for abuse in a marriage. No. That shouldn't be happening. Period. Whether it's and no kind of physical abuse. I want to clarify, and no kind of spiritual abuse. No kind of emotion. There's nowhere for abuse in a marriage. It is a team, a partnership. No one should be abusing anybody else in a marriage. That's just not supposed to happen. So I think it's just very, very important. And I, I want to just clarify that right up front. And in that, in that, our reading okay, today, yeah. 1 Corinthians 7, Seven chapter
2: yep. 3, let the there husband you know. render unto the wife due benevolence. And there's a context to that, of course, but there's also an application for that. And, um, yeah, there's absolutely no excuse, period, end of discussion, for a man to raise his uh, fist or, or any uh, tool, weapon, whatever, um, against uh, against his wife or any woman, for that matter, his daughter or anyone else. Um, yeah. You when know, you, it, it's interesting. I'm sorry. Again, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, um, just just for a, a matter of clarification, there is an unpardonable sin and divorce is not it. Yes. Correct. On, James.
3: Well, I was going to say, when you abuse another person, you degrade them to a level of something less than human. Mm-hmm. Every person is made in the image of God. And yes. in, in marriage, in Genesis... It describes how it's it's one. The two shall become one. Yes it isn't one person ruling over a less than. it's it's that oneness. You, you, God has joined you together. you know, and and so to take that step of abuse breaks the covenant that God established. it's there's nothing excusable about it.
1: right. Well, and for those of you right now that are that that are screaming up, but God hates divorce. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you're 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 quoting. Uh, Micah 2.16, uh, which says, For the Lord your God of Israel says that he hates divorce, mm-hmm. for it covers one's garments with violence, says the Lord. Therefore take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. But let's put that in its context, because around here there's this really important word that we use. It's context. And in the context of God saying he hates divorce, he says this. And this is the second thing you do. You cover the altars of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying, for he does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with goodwill from your hands. Yet you say, for what reason? And he says this, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously, yet she is your companion your wife by covenant and then verse 15 but did he not make them one this goes this is all back to genesis right but have it but having a remnant of the spirit and why one he seeks godly offspring that's why he makes them one therefore take heed to your spirit and let none of you deal treacherously with the with the wife of his youth for the Lord God of Israel hates divorce. Don't, and the idea of treating your wife with treachery is, that's, that, that should not happen. And there's a context to that. He hates divorce, but the context he hates divorce is the context he does not approve of when a man inappropriately treats his bride. That, that's not okay. Right. That, that, and, and of course God's not gonna receive the offering. The New Testament says you wanna hinder your prayers, boys? Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't treat your wife right. Because he's going to talk to the hand, go fix that, right? So there's right. so many things there. Yeah,
4: I agree 100%, Pastor Ty. And the big scope is, does God hate divorce? Yes, but does God hate sin? Yeah. He hates all sin. <laughs> and yeah. so if you're mistreating your spouse, that's sin, right? If you're abusing another person, that's sin, and God hates that behavior too. And so there's this big mess uh, in, in the world called sin. And Dave alluded uh, earlier that grace helps in all of these situations that get really sticky because mm-hmm. of sin. You know, my my mom was put in the same uh, situation. I, I grew up watching a very similar relationship as to uh, mentioned in the comments. And um, my mom struggled for a long time with, with guilt about divorce. Mm-hmm because of the bible she got counsel from another person that said if you divorce you're in sin Yeah,
2: go home and submit to your husband right he right beating the snot out of you and yeah.
4: she struggled with that and then finally finally she separated and and my parents got a divorce and over over the years my mom has been healed by grace and mm. freed by the grace of right. god and god has uh, restored to my mom, um, another another very good relationship, and she no longer has the guilt and shame from the previous one. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this for going on 40 years, and um,
2: something I've learned about myself in that time is that no man should come into my office and ask me to explain to his wife why she has to put up with either his abuse, his abandonment, or his adultery, um, I can make the case for her, biblical case for her, in all of those instances. And as Pastor Ty mentioned, one of the verses guys like that will typically fall back on is uh, the, you know the whole Malachi I think. Yeah. And uh, that God hates divorce. And he also hates your behavior. It's, it's um, yeah, it's it's yeah. almost like cueing when it's like tossing me a big fat softball when when these guys. <sighs> Do that. You know, Yeah. you got to tell her God hates divorce. Go, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up, Mr. Abuser, because we're, we're going to knock this one out of the park <laughs> with you. And, um, uh, you know, I, I can count on one hand, you guys, in 40 years, I can count on one hand, literally, the number of times I have said to somebody, you need to file for divorce, um, I do not relish that right. counsel. There have been those times when I have said, "For the safety of your children, for the safety for your, for your health, you know, unless you just are looking forward to some STD or whatever it is, or if you if you want us to have your funeral in the next six months, whatever it is." you know there have been those times when i've said you you really need to dissolve this thing this is not getting better we have worked and put out the effort you've done the heavy lifting your husband has not this has got to come to an end for your safety for your health for your children whatever it might be but i mean seriously in 40 years I, i can i can think of right now i can think of four times that i have said that not always to women right one one dude so anyway, for what it's worth, it's not like water springs is going on the air saying, so, Hey, uh, yeah, we're a free for all for divorce. No, 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 we're, no, we no, really no, no, not. no. We are very, 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 very pro marriage. We encourage and even come alongside people to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. We don't encourage divorce, but at the same time for those times when it is unfortunately necessary, um, yeah, the enemy's going to come in, man. That's part of his strategy. To, to bring on the guilt and the shame and to draw you away from the Lord Jesus rather than drawing you to Jesus well
1: and that's and that's the issue the difference between the condemnation and conviction you know hey look I've gone through something that convicts my heart I, I my marriage should have stayed together it didn't stay together I'm convicted by that but I also know that I need to go to Jesus and Jesus forgives you. Um, remember mm-hmm. sin affects us in three ways there's sin done by us there's sin done to us and sin done in our presence. Um, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. There's a fancy word, the expiation of the cross, right? The the the, the cleansing, the taking away. And so um, when you when you man, you just feel bad about that. You understand the blood of Jesus Christ still cleanses you in that moment, yes. um, and cleanses you from sin that was done to you by an abuser, uh, sin that was done by you in the situation. Because I'm I'm sure that you responded in that situation, and sometimes you may have responded in ways that. We're not kind and, and, you know, because you were being abused. I mean, absolutely. So, but remember, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all those things. I, I thought it was interesting. I do most of my premarital counseling when I do it, and I, and I'm, I'm doing less and less of it just because it seems like people don't want to commit to the time anymore. They just want to get married. They don't want to do the work. So, uh, but, um, you know, it says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. And I love it because Paul also says to your own husbands. And I think it's really, really clear. If you're not married to somebody, ladies, you're not to be submissive to them. It doesn't work that way. There are no verses for dating in the scriptures. Um, and I know you're probably thinking, but we're going to practice. No, no, don't no, practice. Yeah, don't, don't. There's no yeah buts there. Uh, you're married or you're not. And so you're not married till you're married. So don't be getting into this play that we're going to use the Bible, all these marriages references for our dating life. It's dangerous. But he says, he says, uh, likewise, husbands, likewise, husbands likewise, which goes back to that, be submissive to one another. And that's like, that's uh, Ephesians 5.21. But he says, uh, dwell with them with understanding, give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together uh, of the grace of life. Why? That your prayers may not be hindered. I think that's that's a heavy statement. You know what? Because if you don't treat your wife right, if you're not doing what's right, God's not gonna hear your prayers. Exactly. He's gonna he's gonna shut you down and go, um Yeah, you know what?
0: That earth's busy. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> well it's like it's like look, you have an earthly covenant relationship that you're not tending to. Yeah. And you made a covenant before me, so I want you to go tend to that covenant relationship, and that's what people forget. Have
4: you tried resetting you know? it? <laughs> I was like, well, it's like, well, did you have you
1: turn, have you unplugged it and plugged it back in? Did exactly. you turn it off? Did you reset it for thirty seconds? Um, but you know what? It's funny. I was talking, Lori and I were talking to each other the other day about some of those things, and and you know, you can get in the habit of just being so busy that you forget. Did you realize a thirty second reset? You can actually do that in your marriage. When you see, each, before you leave in the morning, 30 seconds of hugging, praying for each other. When as soon as you see each other at the end of the day, same thing. I mean, it's a 30-second reset, but it actually can continue to start to reset and create better habits, better pattern. Um, and so it, it, is, it is hard. Marriages are complicated because people are complicated. Yeah, you know, you
3: know so. some of the, the counseling that Tina and I got when we were going through counseling in L.A. Uh, many, many years ago, he said, do you remember when you were dating or when you were infatuated with each other or when you were young, all that? And you used to kiss each other hello, kiss each other goodbye. He said, get back in that habit. When you leave for work, take, it was like, I think he said a minute, 30 seconds or a minute. He said, yeah. give your wife a kiss like when you, were, when you were young, when she was the one you were pursuing. And, and that, that puts your mindset back in, oh, that's right. I, I, love, I love my wife.
1: Yeah, and it, it gets you back in that pattern of being close, and because if you if like if you realize oh I don't want to hug or kiss this person right now well then you have something you got to talk about like there's something you need to discuss or at least pray for each other but being in the word together praying for each other doing those things is, is really really important but for those people who've been divorced please understand the grace of God is is available to you and God loves you and He cares for you man stuff happens and and you know what we don't ever want to see a divorce right and and man we will fight and fight and fight. Um, and sometimes for me, it's one of those things where you're counseling somebody and you're trying to, you know, work with them and then you're meeting with them and meeting with them. And then they just don't, they don't show up for an appointment and then you call and you go, well, we got divorced. You're like, but we were, I mean, we were, we, were, we were working it progress. through. We were, you know, and apparently we do you know, so much. Well, I think sometimes people come into the, I'll be honest, Dave, I don't know about you, James, uh, Shane, but I know people come in and if they're from the pastor's office, they lie. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, don't, they don't tell the truth.
2: Well, why, why
3: do you want to lie to yeah. Just be well, honest. Let's get to the, yeah. the place where yeah, we can start yeah. from. Yeah, exactly, right? Well, what's it's
2: weird is when yeah. they come into the office and they want you to fight harder for their marriage than they want to fight. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, do the homework. Yeah. That's all well, I'm and saying. That's all, yeah. And
2: do the heavy lifting. I tell people that all the time. There's going to be some heavy lifting. And if you are um, ready and willing to do the heavy lifting, this marriage can be healed. It can't. I love it when they come in and they're they're really angry and they're showing passion toward each other. I'm following a couple right now on social media that I counseled with two two and a half years ago, and they walked into my office saying, um, "Look, we're we're going to get a divorce, but um, someone said we should come talk to you before we do, so here we are." But just don't you know, don't have any illusions here we are going to get divorced they're currently traveling around the country in their rv having a blast but they did the heavy lifting and that was the thing i told them i said well if and i but i did they were both angry and i said i love when people come in angry because anger means passion and passion i can work with when they come in and they're indifferent yeah. that man that's a lot of work and there's nothing but there. i want to go back to the kissing thing because i'm irish <laughs> because it's Friday, uh, and yeah, we're about to finish the program. The Irish, you know, we have uh, the, we have a lot of funny sayings, but the Irish have a, a philosophy about kissing your your spouse, and that is you should always kiss your spouse as if it's the very first time you've ever kissed them, and as if it's the very last, last time mm-hmm. you'll ever yeah. kiss them. Isn't that wonderful? That's, know, that's a great. Feeling. I love homemade. the Irish. I wish I would. Oh wait, I am. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Irish are playing Navy this weekend in Dublin. And uh, so go Irish. Well, anybody can beat the Navy. Um, sorry. <laughs> so I, I was my favorite game of the year because you know I'm a big Notre Dame fan. My favorite game of the year is the Navy game, and do you know why? Okay, I'll tell you why. At the end of the Navy <laughs> game, us, both teams go down to the Navy end zone and they sing the Navy song. Then they go to the Notre Dame song, both teams, and sing the Notre Dame uh, alma mater. And then they all take a knee and have a word of prayer together. Nice. Yeah. Um, every year. Yeah, the Navy game is my favorite uh, Notre Dame game of the year. got to love it. I know
3: we're almost out of time, but this oh, no, is this, this is a little tip that I give to, to folks when, peanut, when the, right? it, not quite a salted peanut, it's just like salt. It's not quite <laughs> Anyway, um you're I'll, assaulting our listeners. In a wound. Wait, yeah. Oh, so oh. I'll I'll tell I'll tell a couple that's that's in the midst of turmoil. I'll say, "Hey, look, I want you to do this when you, when you when you're having a discussion, a heated discussion, take a moment, take a breather, lower, you know, lower it a little bit, make it not so intense, and then hold hands as you're talking." Because there's something about holding hands where it's like, oh, that's right. I care about this person. Now, right. little, this is your salted peanut, Shane. Uh, I used <laughs> to love it when Tina and I would have a little disagreement, a little uncomfortable, you know, just keep your distance from me. And then we go into her mom's house because in front of her mom, she would never let her mom know that we're having a disagreement. So I'd get all cuddly and huggy and, you are know, like, oh, I love you, baby. And, you know, and she wouldn't push me off. It would just, it, I would love that. <laughs>
4: It's almost so as much as you love. If like couples waffles. are having
2: an argument, they should go to <laughs> Tina's mom's house. Absolutely, there you go. 100%. Well, she lives <laughs> with us ma- now, so come on over. But it, is, <laughs> it is Friday, so we're going to say, "Go to your father's house this weekend."
1: Absolutely, right? yeah, be in, yeah. Go, go to your father's house. Uh, be in the Word this weekend. You're loved. Your family. God bless you. We'll talk to you on Monday.
0: Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to Pastors Live at the Rev. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors, Pastors Live. Live.